You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Holly Priestley. And I'm Beers, and this week we are continuing our series on the four types of freedom, uh, which this is a concept that Holly developed many years ago, and it's really fascinating. The very first episode of Deliberate Living Podcast, almost two years ago, she outlined all four of these. And we decided to, together, really expand upon our discussion of these four types. And this week is our third in this series. We are talking about the freedom of creativity. Holly, what is that for you? What does Uh, that mean? The freedom of creativity is basically the freedom to use your energies however you choose. Um, And this is often a really important type of freedom for artists or other creatives who really want to spend their time making the things that they want to be making rather than being told how to spend their creative energies. Um, Having the freedom of creativity means that you're not limited to only producing the work that you are assigned to produce by clients, bosses, whatever, um, but that you can also like follow your curiosities and go kind of wherever your mind takes you. I like that you are zooming in and focusing on artists and creative energy. I also like the way that you phrased it at first, that it's the freedom to use your energy as you choose. And I like how that expands the scope of what is meant by freedom of creativity. Um, Almost like, like, yeah, freedom of of energy autonomy. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it sounds kind of kind of what, what what you mean by that, which is it really expands it a lot. Like I think about just the freedom to choose to engage in conversations that you want to engage in, and choose not to engage in those that you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, choose to. Um, Choose to engage in the relationships that you want to engage in, and not the ones that you do, that you don't. Uh, that those are all ways of using energy. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty. It's broad and also can be like super focused. Um, yeah, I think we've discovered that with um, the freedom of time and the freedom of location that we've talked about the last few weeks as well. And and next week, we're going to talk about the freedom of finances. I think they all can be very broad concepts and they can be applied in so many ways, like across the board. I mean, you can, if you're focused specifically on creating a work life that works for you, you can focus on the freedom of time, location, creativity, or finances, specifically in your work life. Um, Or you can do it in your non-work life, in your relationship life. You can do it in your own like self, like recreational time. Um, And so, 
you know, they are kind of broad concepts and they can be broken down into very specific aspects of life. And maybe also with, you know, each of these four different kinds of freedoms, maybe some of them motivate you in work and some of them motivate you in love. Some of them motivate you in recreation and some of them motivate you in, you know, your budgeting or whatever. And everybody has different goals for different elements of life. And maybe, you know, the freedom of creativity is your overarching thing. And you, you want that for, for your work, for your love, for your lip lifestyle, for your exercise, for brushing your teeth. Like who knows, maybe that's like the one thing that is the most important to you, or maybe for work specifically, you want the freedom of creativity, but then your other times, like you want more location or time or finances or whatever. Right. Yeah. I love it. Part of me almost pictures like a wheel with like four wedges Mm -hmm. and how like some of the wedges will be more full than others, depending upon how important that one is to you. And I like as well, like imagining almost like different, different wheels in different situations in life, different spheres of life. Um, Well, I think for like, for you and me specifically, like the freedom of creativity for me really shows up in my work. Like, I, and that's part of the reason I'm self-employed. I want to, I want to write the things that I want to write, but it also shows up in my recreation. I'm, I'm pretty creative. I'm playing with different art materials. Um, I've been a knitter my whole life. Like I want to be able to create what I want to create in those elements. And I feel like, you know, knowing you and knowing your lifestyle, the freedom of creativity really shows up in how you express yourself, how you dress yourself, how you live in the world, how you have relationship anarchy and that sort of thing. And it, it seems to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, your work life is kind of like, all right, that's work, whatever work does its own thing. You don't, you maybe don't have as much creativity there, but like in the rest of your right. life, you're kind of like, all right, I'm wearing this one earring. I'm changing my hair every week. I'm wearing all of my scarves and my vests and I'm doing every, everything I want. Um, and it seems like, like those are some pretty like concrete examples of how the freedom of creativity is showing up differently for different people who are also awfully similar. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I, I feel, I feel so seen in that. So first, thank you. Uh, and for me, my work, like you said, my work gives me a lot of freedom of time and freedom of location that we've talked about. Uh, it, by having the job that I have, I also have a fair amount of freedom of finances but within my work sphere, what I don't have, like you said, is a lot of freedom of creativity. Um, I do get to kind of guide and direct the business somewhat as I might envision, but it all has to be run through our parent company and all of that. And there's, there's not nearly the amount of freedom in that sphere to create as I might want a carte blanche. Whereas for you, I know that in the past you like among other talents, you are a writer. And I know in the past you've had assignments where you're given an assignment to write about this or to ghostwrite this thing. And, and that is kind of the, lack of uh this freedom that's the that's the limit limitation in this freedom so what 
what has that looked like for you to uh, try to break free of that confine on what you can write, what you can create so mm. that you can really enjoy this freedom as much as I know you like to. <laughs> oh man, now it's my turn to feel super seen and appreciative. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you saw me a few years ago and my work situation was slightly different than it is now. And a very large majority of my work was uh, ghost writing through um, a content agency, basically. And I loved right. the work. And uh, at the time, certain other freedoms were more important than creativity. And so like, if we're looking at the freedoms as a wheel with four points, that pie slice was like kind of small when it came to work because work-wise I had very specific assignments of what I had to write about, how it had to sound, how long it had to be, when it was due, things like that. And so at that time in my life, I found, you know, the freedom of location to be a huge slice of the wheel. I needed that more than anything. So I was willing to sacrifice the creativity part um, in work so that I could have more of that location freedom and more of that time freedom. Um, and these days I've kind of shifted away from that because yeah, like it wasn't, it was good at the time. And then I started noticing myself craving, wanting a little bit more control over the words that I was getting to write and how they were presenting themselves in the world. Right. Um, and so over the last few years, I've kind of shifted more towards being able to write things that are more in line with my my own ideas and my own preferences my own passions I still get assignments from clients you know I still have clients who are like hey can you write a blog about hiking or climbing or whatever in like this specific aspect of it and so there's like that is kind of a middle ground between I'm writing what I want to write but also I'm writing for somebody else and they're giving me direction but I still get to kind of present it in my own way so it's kind of like halfway there <laughs> And then the writing that I do on my own to fulfill my own needs for creativity. I mean, I'm working on a memoir of that first year living in my van and I have, you know, my Instagram captions, which are like some days they're more creative than others to be fair. <laughs> and then in my personal Patreon, I have, you know, my writing that I do every day there that accompanies a piece of traditional artwork, uh, you know, mixed media painting and stuff. And so Right now, like that's kind of how my life is currently and how it's kind of evolved over the last few years to fit my constantly evolving like needs for different elements of creativity and freedom. I am continually astounded at how much content, so to speak, you produce <laughs> uh, that you you mentioned how you get freedom to create your Instagram caption and the frequency that you post to Instagram just always blows my mind. <laughs> and every morning you, you draw or paint these beautiful, fun, colorful images and do your message of the days and then create this podcast. Like, and, 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 and mm -hmm. I, I just, I love, I love how much you are just producing and making. You are such a creator and yeah, I just, I, I admire that a lot. Like I, and, and like, 
in circling back, like I, I really enjoy how you pointed out, like I, I, I coming into this, I was thinking, well, I do enjoy creating. I don't create often except that you help me see that I do like just, just in how I choose to show up and, and how I choose to engage with other people and the relationships in my life. Like I, I am creating in all of that. And yeah, that just, that just helps me feel really good inside. (laughs) Um, If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you might remember an episode that I did um, some time ago. I can't recall the, the number of the episode right now, but the title of it is my complicated relationship with creativity. And I think when I first met you, I think I said to you out loud, I said, I'm not creative. And you laughed at me. Because you thought I was, I think you said that you were not an artist. I, yeah, and yeah, and I and laughed, you laughed at, you at me because <laughs> you thought I was joking, and I was like, I honestly did not see myself as a creative, as an artist, as a, you know, as any of those things. And so over the last few years, it's taken me some time to to get comfortable with identifying that way. And like, I think the first time I called myself an artist on Instagram, I was just like, oh, this feels so weird. Someone's gonna like call me out and be like, you're not an artist, you're a fraud. Um, But then I think a year later, I was also up in Montana with another Vanner and I kind of expressed the same sort of sentiment to her. I think I told her the story that you had laughed at me. Um, She's a mutual friend of ours. And she said, everyone is a creator. We are all creating our lives. Like you are creating your life. Mm -hmm. And so we're all creative. Like you can't not be a creator. And she was just like, preach like, no bullshit <laughs> like not trying to do like warm fuzzies she was just like no like literally everybody is a creator um and yeah like you you're creating your life and you're doing it in a very creative alternative deliberate way and that takes creativity right like if you didn't want some form of creativity in your life you would be you know the the suit and tie you know beers of 15 years ago, right? Like it would just be <laughs> a little bit different. Um, yeah. <laughs> so everybody is a creator and I want everybody who's listening to, you know, whether you think you're creative or not, whether you think you're right-brained or left-brained, like we're all creating something. If you're creating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch, you a creator, you know? Like we all have different preferences for how much peanut butter goes on that thing and how much jam and what type, what fruit it comes from. Like, we got opinions. You know, that's uh, as a quick aside on that PBJ <laughs> comment. That's actually an interview question that I love to ask uh, candidates is act as if I know nothing and tell me how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I love seeing the way that the wheels turn in yeah. someone's mind, like the, 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 they get the creative juices flowing of, do they assume that I know what bread is, that I know what peanut butter and jelly are? Ooh. Do they, do they assume that I know where to retrieve these items? Uh, do they, or do like, sometimes it'll be as simple as will you take bread, two slices, you put peanut butter on one, jelly on the other, and you mash them together. Uh, <laughs> and some people will go into the detail of, well, first you need to 
open up the cabinet and locate the can of Jif crunchy peanut butter, <laughs> place that on the counter, open the refrigerator door, grab Welch's. These are not sponsored posts, by the way. Not even. Uh, <laughs> But if Welch's I wanted jelly. a peanut butter or a jelly or a bread company wanted to sponsor us, I, you know, I would talk. I would talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's really, it's really beautiful to kind of see, see the assumptions that people make um, to see how someone's mind works as they think through what it takes to create a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so that's creating quick aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wanted to go back to something that you said earlier about like my method of creating and that I am constantly creating all these things and I have all these things going on all the time. And, and uh, yes, that's true. I do. I like to make stuff and I do so much of my work. Part of it is just lifestyle based. Part of it is preference. I do so much of my work alone by myself and everything that I make is kind of driven by me or if it's a client piece, you know, driven by my clients or a commission or whatever. And now in creating this podcast that I was previously creating by myself for myself, doing all of the work myself. Now I'm co-creating it with somebody else. And this is something that I have been wanting to do for a few years now. I really wanted to stretch into that um, interdependence circle of life Ooh. rather than, uh, you know, I went from dependence to independence and I think I'm like hyper independent and I don't think that that's always a good thing. I'm trying to level up into that interdependent co-creating world and doing that with you the past few weeks while we've been recording and relaunching and re-upping the podcast has been a lesson in letting go and a lesson in like learning how to do that because it doesn't come naturally to me to like play well with others you know like <laughs> yeah I well I'm not gonna say yeah that doesn't come naturally to you <laughs> but you kind but of did. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I have we were talking about this before just today before we started recording about what this process is like trying to create this together. Uh we if you've been listening for the last few weeks and if you've listened to some of our conversations when I was a guest on the show you know that Holly and I we love each other so much we get along really well we in some ways have somewhat similar lifestyles and also we have very different approaches to many things and Many of those different approaches come into play as we try to co-create this podcast. Uh, One of the things is Holly is much more comfortable having an outline and, and feels much less anxiety going into the conversation, kind of knowing the direction things are going to take. Whereas I tend to just wing it but i don't know i don't know that i don't really love that term i like to just let it go in and flow and which ooh that's really interesting 
another quick aside. I like that depending on some people's understanding of masculine and feminine energy, the structure that you like to approach uh, the conversation with is much more of a masculine energy, whereas the flow that I want to have with it is much more of a feminine energy. And that makes me really happy. Uh, (laughs) And today, as we were getting ready to record and we had to redo the intro a few times, which maybe we'll make a spoof about because it was funny. Like we totally flipped roles and I was like, we don't have an outline today. We're just going to have fun and like flow with it. And then we start flowing with it and beers is like, wait a minute. Let's okay. Let's try it again. We're going to, I'm going to say this. You're going to say this. I'm going to say this. And I was like, well, look who has rigid structure now, buddy. And it was, just, I think that was a, a lovely way to the show this week, especially about creativity and co-creating and learning to, to, complement each other and I think that you know as different as we are we do complement each other and that's why I wanted to have you as a co-host and not maybe you know not make this an echo chamber right like it's different (laughs) yeah it's I'm I'm enjoying co-creating this with you and and it's a learning process of learning how we interact together learning our different approaches to timelines and schedules and uh, procrastinator non-anonymous here. Um, (laughs) And whereas Holly loves to have things pre-planned, pre-scheduled. Even last night I was, I was wanting to reschedule this call to record it just because I had other things kind of going on and I could still totally do this time. But I was like, well, it might be easier. I did it this day. And but like we, we put it on the calendar and we're sticking to it on the calendar. I planned, we, we, I mean, I planned the rest of my week based on this happening. Right. Now. Right. I didn't right. have time later. <laughs> it, like for, for me having things, on my calendar, like a hard thing on my calendar, that's the type of thing that gives me anxiety, which that kind of goes back to the freedom of freedom of time. Uh, yeah. Conversation. <laughs> but, and, 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 but it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful getting to see how these things can mesh together. And I, I think we're doing a good job. Uh, we're, we're early, early in this process, but I'm, I'm really excited to continue creating with you. Yeah, likewise, likewise. I do think it gets easier um, every week as I learn how to like let go and like trust. You know, it sounds kind of kind of silly and like maybe maybe like too serious. Um, but you know, if you're taking something that like you have complete ownership over and you're creating and you're doing it on your own, however you want, around whatever timeline you want and then you're trying to co-create with somebody else like not only do we have the scheduling thing um but you know we also have like different ideas of what we want to do and if like I want this to be a co-creation which means I have to let you create some of it and that's like so hard for me because I'm a very like I'll just do it myself it's just easier if I do it myself and that's (laughs) not that's not how I'm gonna level up and like have more freedom of creativity right Right. so giving you some opportunity to be creative and create part of it 
I'm giving myself more opportunity to expand my mind and have different options and not have to do it exactly my way and not be so rigid and like rutted in the routes that I take. Um, and I think that that can, can and has, I've already seen it, you know, like opening up just different avenues. But I, I think, you know, the important point there is that like the freedom of creativity, the freedom to create whatever you want to create, use your energies, however you want to use them is not always easy, right? Like we said with the oh. freedom of time and the freedom of location, like it's not always rainbows and unicorns. Like there are going to be complications and contrast and things that maybe don't go your way or, you know, like, I mean, most anybody who's tried to like draw or paint or anything knows like, it's just not coming out like on paper as it is in my head, right? And sometimes that's how life is. Sometimes life doesn't come out in real in the real world as it does in your head yeah to the dismay of the planning side of things (laughs) there was the the friend i've been traveling with for the last uh, few weeks uh, she and i really love reading children's picture books together and i got her this book i don't remember who the author was but it was called mistake and it starts off with this drawing of just of a circle starting to draw ahead and then there's a big ink blot that covers part of it and they kind of turn that into like a weird fun hairdo and Uh then there's then like one of the eyes is bigger than the other eye and that was a mistake but then it shows how the next thing that they did with that wasn't a mistake and it kind of as you go through the picture book it just keeps showing how this image grows in complexity and in fun and in beauty as it combines these quote-unquote creative mistakes and with the creative intention to make something really beautiful. I love that as an analogy for life in general. Right. I feel like, um, you know, we're in our thirties. And so we can look back at times in our lives. We're like, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't there. And like this thing led to that thing, led to that thing. But if you're in the moment and you're like, no, this was, this was supposed to go this way. I was supposed to do this thing at this time. And I got, I got a no, I got a rejection. I got the universe right. putting me in another direction, like whatever it is, you know, and in the moment it feels devastating. It feels like everything is ruined. It feels like everything you've worked for is going down the drain and you're a failure and all, all of these things that I am intimately familiar with. And then something else happens in life and you're like, oh, okay. So maybe like I wouldn't be here now if that thing had worked out. Like I, I remember a few months ago, I was applying for this gig job that I was super excited about and it was a, it was a short-term contract and I was amped. It was perfect for me. It had all of these like weird skills and experiences that like don't go together, but I all have, I have all of them because my lifestyle and my background is random as fuck. And so I saw this job description. I was like, that's amazing. I want it. I'm qualified. I'm overqualified. This is great. I'm so excited. I talked to all the people in the company. I went through all the interviews. I was so jazzed. And then I didn't get it. And I was heartbroken. Tell you what, I was not a happy camper. And 
I wouldn't be here now doing this. I wouldn't have spent the last week hanging out with one of my good friends. I wouldn't have, you know, I've had so many other experiences in the last month that wouldn't have happened if I had gotten this like short-term gig job that I was so excited about. But you don't, you don't realize that you don't see it unless you're deliberately like addressing your life and you're like, okay, how did I get here? And how would this have gone differently if I had gotten the things that I wanted? You know, a lot of people who are older and wiser than we are say like, I'm so glad I didn't get what I thought I wanted. And I think that like some of the joy in life is realizing that in the moment, you know, I don't want to realize that on my deathbed. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, like I did live a pretty good life. It didn't go how I wanted. Like when I realize that like every day, like today is not going as planned, like literally today while we're recording, not going as planned, totally fine. (laughs) Right. And so like tonight I'll look back, I'll try to remind myself, be like, okay, what good happened today that wouldn't have happened if plans had gone the way they were going to go. Right. I, I love something that you said earlier in that, that, highlighted how freedom of creativity there's a really big internal element of that of allowing ourselves to continually create and to continually create new things uh they a lot of people talk about how in startups it's being able to pivot uh is vital uh, of a company thinks that they're making a dating app, but they find that some technology that they built to make this is actually that there's a market for that technology. So the entire company pivots and begins selling that technology and gets rid of the app altogether. Uh, yeah. And and in life as well, just that ability to, okay, yeah, this is what I thought. This is what I thought the story was going to be. And it's now clear that that story that I thought it was going to be, that I might've wanted it to be, that I was creating it to be, all of a sudden something's happened and that's not the story I'm able to create anymore. And if I continue to try to create that story and if I continue to not shift to create something new and just like grieving when something doesn't work out, like that's important, but staying with that and not being able to to pivot in life to create something new. That's where we really find ourselves. I really find myself in downward spirals, but when I can say, all right, yep, this didn't work. Let me dust myself off and see that would be really beautiful to create and let's jump in and go for it. And I think you're a prime example of like changing your life constantly based on what doesn't work for you. And like, I really admire that. I get very stuck in my rigid structured ways and I want things to go the way I want them to. And you're so just exuberantly flamboyantly like I'm doing this thing I'm jumping all in feet first don't even care not looking and then maybe the landing is not as soft as you wanted and you're like all right cool I'm doing this thing jumping in feet first not even looking and then maybe the landing is totally perfect and you're like yes I did it 
okay, now I'm doing this thing. I'm jumping in totally feet first, not even looking like everything. It seems to me based on knowing you the way that I know you. I feel that. I feel that. How you live your life. And I'm more like, okay, let me just like put a toe in the water. Let me just like see what's down there. Well, I think it's, I think it's more that you like to get the thermometer and yeah. you like to test the temperature of the water. You want to check it. the pH of the water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to see the depth. And, <laughs> and make sure that you've got all of that information. And then you'll ease yourself in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we just take totally different approaches to that. And I think that that, I mean, they're both creative, right? Yeah. You're creative. You're creative. Uh, peanut butter and jelly is more like, eh, whatever you got around, make it happen. Enjoy the PB and J. And I'm like, okay, but like, do I want the creamy or the crunchy? Do I want the roasted or the salted or both? Do I want it to be like supernatural or do I want that like more sugary, probably less bad for me, but more delicious version? Like I'm going to analyze 16 different peanut butters first. And you're just like, fuck it. It's called the nut butter. I'm in. You know, like, <laughs> use that analogy from earlier. <laughs> I love I love that analogy. And also, if the bread is toasted, the peanut butter must be creamy. If the bread is not toasted, the peanut butter must be crunchy because you've got to have just that perfect amount of crunch. You can't have too much. You can't have too little. So I... So- so I, doing, there is some structure needed to my PBJs. If you're doing like a strawberry jam or a strawberry preserve and it has the seeds in it, will that give you enough crunch or do you still It's it's not it's not enough crunch. Okay. <laughs> and for that reason, I actually am not a big fan of strawberry preserves on my PBJ because it's hard to find the right balance of toasted or untoasted bread, creamy, crunchy peanut butter, and the taking into account the potential crunchiness of the jelly. That's a hard one for me. All right. Too many things. We found his limit. We found beer's limit. (laughs) This is the PBJ episode. This is, yeah, it's really just all about PB and J. I feel like this is what we should make our soundbite for the episode. And like, how does PB and J have to deal with freedom of creativity? Listen now. <laughs> I'm doing it. If this is my episode to edit, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So when I actually wanted to open a PB and J restaurant when I was in high school. That was that was my dream. There were going to be all different types of spreads and jams and jellies and breads, and you're just going to be able to come in and create your own mm-hmm. uh, type of PBJ. Maybe Bend needs one, like a little, like a food truck, like a little PB&J food truck where, you know, you don't have to do it every day because God forbid you have anything on your calendar. But on those days when you wake up and you're just like feeling like, oh, I'm going to go make a bunch of PB&Js for random folks today. Maybe you can have your like a little hot dog stand, but it's PB&J stand. Also, to clarify for those who are watching on YouTube, she just mentioned Bend. I did recently get an apartment in Bend because I'm experimenting with what uh having a home stationary home looks like and the types of things that that can help me to create that are difficult to create otherwise and i was in my apartment for six weeks and i left on a road trip and i am a little over a month into what's probably going to be a two and a half month road trip 
And I'm currently in Fort Lauderdale, hence the green tree, because it's winter in Bend, and I'm kind of (laughs) enjoying that it's not winter here. But just to clarify, you you mentioning Bend and there being a lush green tree behind my head. I think we mentioned it in in last week's uh, Freedom of Location, too. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely should. It will make this episode make a lot more sense if you just listen to the freedom of time, the freedom of location, the freedom of creativity, and then next week, the freedom of finances. Um, But speaking of, I would really like to hear from the audience about what freedom of creativity means to them, because we've addressed how it can show up in work life and in your wardrobe and in your lifestyle and in your romantic or platonic relationships and in making a sandwich and in trying to, and the difference between like solo creating and co-creating. I would just love to hear other people's experiences with it so that we can share that on a future episode, you know, how other people are finding these different types of freedoms are like manifesting in their own lives. So I really look forward to hearing what other people's take is on this one. This is, this is in a particularly fun type of freedom. And, and as we talk, as we opened with, it's very broad. So I am intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not already following myself or beers or the podcast, uh, Instagram, Go ahead and follow those and we will put out a call with instructions for how to send us a, a audio, preferably audio video uh, clip of yourself answering these questions and sharing a little bit um, about what these freedoms mean to you. <clears throat> Beers, is there anything that I forgot or that you wanted to mention um, before we wrap up? I don't believe so. All right. Awesome. Well, as always, thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of Deliberate Living, whether you are listening to it or watching it. Um, I really appreciate everyone who has been here, you know, since the beginning, or if this is your very first episode, like I'm just super stoked that something about the way that we're presenting it to the world appeals to you. And hopefully you found some value out of it. If you did, if you could just like it five stars, leave a review whatever it is on the platform that you're consuming it on, that is really what helps us get seen by the algorithms and, you know, gets this information in front of other people and helps us grow. Um, If you want some behind the scenes, if you want extra episodes, mini episodes, like longer episodes, or even like Q&A or just access um, in other ways to Beers and I and the podcast, we do have a podcast specific Patreon. I have my own private patreon separate solo patreon that i mentioned earlier um, which is also really cool those message of the days i mentioned those are available on there yes yes thank you thank you uh beers has been a supporter since the very beginning no surprise <laughs> he is one of the most supportive friends in the on the planet so if you get to be friends with him like consider yourself lucky um but we do have a patreon just for the podcast if you're looking for more uh, deliberate living goodness and anything that you know you guys want to throw at that uh, platform you know goes to help offset some of the costs of producing the show we have you know uh, syndication fees and hosting fees and things like that so you know any amount of help if you know any peanut butter companies that are looking to sponsor a podcast like ours send them this episode. We will talk about peanut butter all day long. Um, almond butter, sun butter, you know, we're not, we're not picky. We'll do it all. 
My friend is making uh, apple butter inside right now. I mean, yeah, we could talk about it. Like we can make that a deliberate living episode specifically about how to deliberately choose your nut butter or your bread or your jam preserves and stuff. I think that would be great. Um, but if you back to the back to the point, uh, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you aren't following, follow. If you want to support us and keep the podcast going, do that. Tell us how you make peanut butter and jelly. Tell us which type of freedom is the best one for you and how you're manifesting it in your life. And tune in next week for another excellent episode. <laughs> Bye. So good as always to talk with you, Holly. Yep. We'll see y'all next week. You'll see us. Yep. <laughs> We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website at www.hollycpriestley.com. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube, where I also publish weekly blogs and other informative videos. You can come join my Patreon community and get behind the scenes and bonus content, as well as postcards, stickers, and whatever else I choose to create. I'll see you next week on Deliberate Living, and until next time, keep your life on the deep.